Well, you know what that music means. It's time for the Friday Night Ohio.com podcast. I'm Cliff Hickman, your host, and I'm here with Mike Popovich. How are you doing today, Mike? Good afternoon, Cliff. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's uh, been a long time and actually not a long time either. It's one of those weird space-time continuum things. But here we are at the start of a new season. Boy, they just keep getting earlier and earlier, and the offseason goes faster and faster. But I'm sure the players who enjoy playing the game are looking forward to having as normal of a season as they can this year now that they have 10 games to play instead of six. And then a few more teams getting into the playoffs this season. Yeah, a lot to look forward to. I know I've been out at I was out at Marlington practice today. Everyone looks pretty excited, and uh, seeing the masks gone is a big thrill for me personally. That uh, that was kind of a, a tough season for everybody involved, the kids, coaches, writers. Well, yeah. Well, and and speaking of uh, speaking of Marlington, I know they have to be real excited about having Connor Evanich back at quarterback this season. Uh, I was at the game last year where uh, he he suffered a, a broken leg, and uh, to my surprise, uh, this week I found out that uh, you know he tried to come back and play basketball last year, and he suffered a, uh, a torn ACL and meniscus in his other knee on his other legs so uh for that kid to overcome what he overcame uh uh last year to be back has to be a great news for marlington well you hit on the reason i was out at marlington practice mike i actually uh talked to connor today looks like he's moving around really well and you're right that is a really tight timeline to turn around i didn't know he had come back for basketball i talked to him he said he played a total of five minutes in january before this this acl issue emerged and you i mean that's just stuff that's out of your control and i can't imagine how frustrating that was but he was in really good spirits when i talked to him really excited about the season and i can tell you marlington has the the makings of a pretty special offense if everyone stays healthy yeah he's a he's a real talented quarterback and i i would assume you know they have a good shot you know if you want to take a look at contenders early on in the ebc they have a good shot of of being one of them Absolutely, because you're talking about his two top receivers. Uh, you've got Rome Sims, who is a deep play threat, really good hands. And then uh, Cooper Scarlett also back. And then we have another Himmelheber in the mix, only a sophomore. But I was talking to Coach Gulling. He really likes him. And then you're talking about a big running back in Christian Hicks. And uh, I think you've got the makings of something really special. The EBC may be more competitive than, than it has been in past years, I think. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, I think of Marlington running backs in the past. You know, you go way back to, you know, even back when Devontae Thomas played running back and uh, Alden Hill. And, Alden uh, Hill was one of the first. But that, that I, I still remember him low, lowering a shoulder and, putting a guy on the ground and stepping on him and continuing to run. It was pretty impressive. I mean, those were two tough guys and, and really fun Marlington teams to watch. 
Oh, absolutely. I have a great tradition there. And since we started in the EVC, that's kind of the, the league. I spent a lot of time looking at things over the summer. The Alliance Aviators also going to be looking for a bounce back season this year. They certainly have the players to do it. New coach in charge. They had the late coaching change. It was uh, May, I think, when Coach Whiting decided to take the Minster job. Tim Goodman, I, I've had some conversations with him, came over from uh, North Canton Hoover. He was the offensive coordinator there. Really good lineman at Walsh University. Has you know a lot of ties to the area. And there's still a lot of talent at Alliance. It might just be one of those pandemic things that you know made things really difficult last year on them. Well, Tim Goodman ran a uh, pretty powerful offense uh, at Hoover you know when they had Connor Ashby at quarterback and uh, you know I assume you know Alliance you know capable of you know having good skill players uh, capable of uh, you know doing the same thing uh, this time. Yes, they have Caden Davis, who's a dual threat running back. I saw him last year just really, really fast. He is a he is a relative of uh, Kendall Davis-Clark, a name you might remember, the great football player and sprinter from Alliance, also played at Michigan State. So, obviously, uh, the name Davis there is one that's kind of steeped in lore with the Alliance program, so he's out there. Then you have Stephen Gales, one of the most intriguing offensive linemen in the area. He's only played played seven games total but he's also six foot seven and they say he has rare athleticism so i saw him play (laughs) basketball i believe that definitely (laughs) yeah he is uh he's one of the the nicest like softest spoken kids you will ever come across it's uh that's that's a guy no matter what you're covering i i guess i'll disclose i did go to alliance but it's beyond that that's just someone you want to see do well you know it's just he's such a nice guy and same with like connor evanich again you want you want to see the kids do well but he does have some going back to Stephen Gales he did he was committed to Boston College briefly verbally he's now pulled that back and he's looking inside the Mac right now I think Toledo and uh, some of those schools are after him so we might be hearing something on that front soon so there there's talent at Alliance and then you move to another famous name Zerbrug at quarterback you know his dad uh, was a quarterback at Alliance went on to play at Michigan for Bo Schembeck and now the now his son is starting six foot three and only a sophomore aviators might be set at quarterback for a while well it, it one of the other things you know when you look at the uh ebc that's uh, that's new this year is uh down at canton south uh, uh a, a change in coaches down there with uh matt dennison who left New Philadelphia last year and uh, it might have surprised some people that he got back into coaching real quickly to you know to come to Canton South but uh, you know the son of uh, the former uh, Walsh and Akron coach Jim Dennison uh, you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh, football lineage in that family you know with his father and his brother coaching and uh, you know and he, he's taken over a program that's had some success uh, in recent seasons yeah and you have Poochie Snap back at quarterback Jack Snyder he was only a freshman last year saw a lot of lot of time so they they do have some pieces back and that's where I, I think the EBC gets really interesting with with those teams there locally at the top West Branch over over to the east of us was also very very good last year they lost some pieces so it remains to be seen how it's all going to come together but I think it's shaping up to be a really exciting season 
And then we're moving on to a look at the Federal League, Mike. That's a league everyone kind of wants to know about. A lot of intrigue this season when you take a look at teams like McKinley. A lot of changes in the offseason. A lot of things going on behind the scenes. I, w- I wouldn't even know how to begin to describe what uh, kind of went down over at McKinley. Just wholesale changes, players leaving. Well, right, and you got some stability coming in with uh, uh, Antonio Hall, a longtime former McKinley great uh, who went over there as the athletic director and is now serving as the uh, as the interim head coach. And, uh, you know, he's surrounding himself with a really good staff. Uh, uh, he's got Reggie Corner Sr., who uh, – another former McKinley great who's on the staff. Uh, he's got a, a guy by the name of Joe Tracy who coached high school football uh, and, and college football for a long time coming in. So, um, you know, yeah, it was a it was a trying off season for the program in general. But uh, you know they have a good man leading it at the top right now in Antonio Hall, and you know having a having a McKinley feel, you know, with the coaching staff, I'm I'm sure will help. And uh, you know I I expect uh, you know I expect uh, another strong season from the Bulldogs. Yeah, the Bulldogs always have talent, and like you said, a lot of guys there that are very familiar with the program know about that tradition and i'm sure aren't gonna be the ones to want to see that legacy slide under their watch yeah and another change uh in the federal league uh when you're talking about uh coaches well we got a, we have a couple of them uh uh it's going to be weird going to a perry football game without seeing uh keith wakefield on the sidelines uh even wearing his shorts in 30 degree weather at a playoff game uh uh he is uh, retired as a matter of fact he's he is coaching again this season he's an assistant coach uh, with Dan Ift down in uh, down in Dover, but uh, Zach Slates, who was an assistant, a former Perry player, uh, takes over the head coaching range. Uh, I doubt uh, you know people might be saying, well, they'll probably not run the wing T anymore. Well, they did it. S- so well for so many years under Keith Wakefield. I doubt they're very much going to, uh, you know, just totally disband it under Zach Slates. I mean, they 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 won with it. They succeeded with it. Got to uh, the state finals with it, and uh, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to have another strong season. And at Glen Oak, Scott Garcia uh, coming back to coach uh, the Golden Eagles, who who have really struggled for the past couple of seasons. But, uh, you know, with him coming back, we'll see if they can turn things around. Yeah, Glen Oak has always seemed bit by the injury bug, especially at the quarterback position. I remember covering them, uh, Bo Balderson, the first game last season. And I was watching them. They're doing really well. And then quarterback goes down after the first snap, broke his wrist, done for the season. So, you know, they put you in a tough spot at that point. Yeah, they have a shot to get a win in their uh, opener against uh, Shaker Heights. I mean, I, I don't know what Shaker Heights has come has come Coming back, I know they like Glen Oak. They had a they had a tough season last year. So, you know, if you can get that if you can get that win and end that losing streak out of the way uh, early, that could really build a lot of confidence uh, uh, toward the rest of the season. And then the Hoover Vikings, we talked a little bit. They're obviously going to have a new offensive coordinator, and they're also going to have a new quarterback for the first time in a while, Mike. 
Yeah, Kate Henney comes in to quarterback uh, Hoover this season, and uh, um, you know when you, you it's tough to follow a, a great quarterback like uh, Connor Ashby, but. You know, you had one of the best seats in the house when you saw Connor Ashby play. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to be, uh, you know, the position should be in good hands with uh, 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 Kate Henney. Yeah, the Hoover Vikings always seem to be able to find a quarterback, I've noticed, during my, I think, now 18 years here at the repository. They always seem to have somebody coming up ready to take that position, and it's hard to imagine that offense falling off. It may fall off a little, but I don't think it'll be a drastic drop-off. No, I don't think so either. And uh, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, uh, a veteran guy who's coming back this season uh, at Jackson is uh, Hunter Geisinger. This will be his uh, third season as Jackson's starting quarterback. It's going to be his fourth season as a starting quarterback, period, because he started his uh, freshman year at St. Thomas Aquinas. So uh, I know a lot of schools are are looking at him, and he hopes to have a great uh, uh, senior year. And you know they, Jackson uh, offense uh, has got you know has got you know can beat you with the the pass and and they also have Brendan Craig coming back as a running back who had a really good season last year. So you know at, when you look at all these teams in the Federal League, you know with all the talent, you know a lot of it's left, but you got some coming back, some who are capable of filling in the shoes, and you know. Who wins the Federal League? Who knows? You know, you could have a number of uh, number of contenders there. Yeah, and I think even Lake's going to be in the mix. I, I was talking to uh, Coach Gulling over at Marlington. They scrimmaged them, and he came away pretty impressed. He said they had numbers to blot out the sun on the other sideline during that scrimmage. So that, that's a good sign for the Blue Streaks. Said they're very physical up front and uh, were a good test for them. So uh, Lake's another team that there's just not an easy out in the Federal League, I I don't think and all those games are kind of going to be a struggle week in and week out no and even green was improved a little bit i think and they got off to a late start you know last year because of the summit county health order you, you definitely hit on that that was one of the better green teams we had seen and in, in the last uh, few years so that's that's another team to keep an eye on <laughs> And then taking a look at uh, some of the other schools you got, Mike, down in the uh, Inner Valley Conference, we're talking about uh, East Canton. How are things looking with the Hornets this year? I know some players have graduated, but that's a program that's uh, been pretty consistent over the last few years. With a co- yeah, they, they've they've been they've been young. They've been really young, and they've had the numbers weren't quite as high uh, the past couple of years. Uh, they they graduated. Some talented players who uh, were part of those teams that uh, you know made the playoffs uh, when uh, uh, John Spider Miller became the uh, head coach there, and um, you know they've had young kids come in who have really tried to find their way. And uh, you know the good news for East Canton uh, this year is uh, uh, they have improved numbers. Uh, uh, Their roster size is going up from the high twenties to I believe it's thirty six this year, and more importantly, I think, is uh, they have a lot of experience coming back. I believe they had they have 15 returning lettermen coming back this season, and 
a lot of them had to gain had to had to get their feet wet as varsity players as freshmen so that's valuable experience they gained and uh you know they're hoping you know that they can be a factor in the uh, the ivc north uh this year uh you know couple players in mind uh uh chase vaco a third team uh, all ohio linebacker last year and uh jake mccullough who was another very good linebacker for them so uh you know after uh after a couple of uh, you know so so years there they're they're hoping that they can be, get back to the uh, playoff picture and then the one that has me really curious is Sandy Valley. You talk about big holes at quarterback. Cameron Blair is now gone. Uh, what's new with the Cardinals? Obviously a, a lot. <laughs> well, it's not easy to fill the shoes of a guy who threw for the most yards in Stark County history and the most touchdown passes in Stark County history. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals have to find somebody, and, and that guy this year is uh, Nick Petro. Uh, he's a sophomore. Uh, he did gain some experience uh, playing quarterback uh, last year um, uh, in, in games, you know, that, you know, Sandy Valley pulled ahead. They brought him in a quarterback to gain some experience. So, uh, you know, he was – he and his brother Ben were uh, possible candidates to be the starting quarterback this season. Ben was Cam Blair's backup quarterback a couple years ago, and they moved him to running back this season. So, you know, that's where he's going to stay. So, uh, as we talked about with Hoover, Nick Petro got to watch a really – good quarterback in action and learn a lot from him and Cam Blair on you know until he uh you know went off to college at Ashland he uh he was at a lot of Sandy Valley workouts uh helping Nick Petro and the other guys who were in contention for quarterbacks so um like I said it's it's not easy to fill those shoes but uh the Cardinals have found uh, a sophomore who is going to give it a shot all right. Who else are you keeping an eye on that direction, Mike? Well, um, you know, if you're talking about other area teams, uh, uh, we have uh, Troy Burek, who's the uh, new head coach uh, at St. Thomas Aquinas this year. Um, he's taken over a program that that really graduated some really talented skill players like Asian Burt, who uh, had a big hand in uh, St. Thomas Aquinas' resurgence the past couple of years. Uh, you know, they, they don't return a lot of uh, lettermen. As a matter of fact, uh, most of the lettermen they return are linemen. Which is a good thing because they're going to have a, a, a young sophomore Owen Owen Burek coming back a quarter or starting at quarterback for them this year, and uh, you know when I look at Central Catholic, um, Jack Talkington uh, returns a quarterback for them, and it hasn't been if you look at Central Catholic's history uh, over the past few years they've really had a guy uh, who was the starting quarterback the previous season come back and be the starting quarterback next season you know a lot of the guys you know during their run to the state championship games they were first year starters as uh, seniors and uh, you know Jack Talkington uh, uh, really improved uh, as last year went on and and Central you know whether they play a six-game schedule last season or a 10-game schedule this season they really load up on that schedule um you know 
took uh, took some lumps a couple of times, but they got better as the season went on. Won a few playoff games with uh, Jack talking to the quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, how much, uh, you know, they can uh, go this regular season as they hopefully, for them, prepare for another shot at the playoffs. And speaking of some other area teams without a conference, uh, Louisville, Mike, I've been keeping an eye on them over the summer. They had uh, five people trying out at quarterback at at one point when I talked to Coach Davis in July. Uh, I talked to him this week. Senior Caleb Miller is going to receive most of the snaps there for the Leopards. And uh, Davion Cruz, that's a transfer from St. Thomas Aquinas, he said is also going to have some packages. But Caleb Miller is the one that's going to be taking most of the snaps. And you talk about good lines. Louisville has a, a pretty good pretty good offensive line. They've got Cam Brazick is uh, six foot four and uh, you know two hundred and eighty pounds and and I remember Coach uh, Davis telling me last month it's good when the coaches are looking up to talk to the offensive linemen. So that's uh, that's a team I've been keeping an eye on. I'm actually going to be out there this Friday for the game against Barberton, and that's a game that's going to kind of be decided in the trenches because Barberton has an all-Ohio defensive tackle that's going to Kent State. So you're going to see strength on strength there, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, well, and, you know, if we're talking about uh, teams that are independent, let's let's talk about the Maslin Tigers. No, yeah. we can't forget about the Tigers. That team just reloads. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a run of uh, trips to the state finals, and uh, you know, I, I I expect another strong season from uh, from Maslin. Uh, you know, they you know they lost some uh, they lost some. Uh, They've lost some talent in the past couple of years, you know. Uh, you know, especially last year, Jaden Ballard, uh, you know, was going on to Ohio State uh, as a receiver. Um, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback this year, Darius uh, Darius McElroy, who's uh, who's not. Uh, Attempted one pass yet, and in, uh, in, as a varsity quarterback, so uh, you know we'll see how his progression goes. And uh, you know, one of the the receivers that uh, I remember from uh, from track, uh, Freddie Lennox, uh, he's fast. <laughs> he's really fast. So uh, you know, catch him if you're a ki- catch him if you can if you're an opposing defense. Yeah, that sounds like a matchup I would not want. I feel like I just pulled a hamstring uh, hearing you say that. Well, it's a matchup I wouldn't win, so I'll, I'll see. I don't know if right I'd bother. Away. I'd just wave it off and let him go. It's yeah. it's not happening. I see this kid go on track on the track, and it's like wow. But uh, yeah, you, the Maslin Tigers. Yeah, you, the culture's in place. You just kind of expect them to have a great season at this point. And I'm sure we'll have Chris Easterling on very soon to to talk about the Tigers. So you can uh, stay tuned for that. And I'm sure we'll have him on in the coming weeks. All right, Mike, that's kind of an overview for our first podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to mention here? Well, no, I'm just outside of the fact that, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is as normal of a season as possible for everybody. Everybody, uh, everybody stays healthy and uh, um, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be nice to, you know, 
go to a full stadium for a change uh, uh, this season. Um, I'm going to see a couple of games this week. I know you said you're going to the to the Barberton uh, Louisville game, and uh, you know, uh, you know, good luck to everybody. You know, and hopefully, you know, as we go along here, uh, a lot of these teams will be keeping us busy come uh, November and uh, early December with uh, good postseason runs. Yep, we're vaxxed and ready to go here for this for the upcoming football season. Well, it's great having you guys along. I hope you'll join us uh, late Friday night. I'm going to be back in the studio with uh, whoever I can round up on the phone or around the building, and we'll get back into wrapping up week one. So it's started. It's here. And uh, we'll have all the, all the information for you here and on uh, Friday Night Ohio up on the Canton Repository website. So for Mike Popovich, I'm Cliff Hickman. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you give us a listen soon. Mm -hmm.